Good morning. Welcome to the Market in Minutes podcast. My name is Patrick Laffin, and today is Thursday, May 5th, 2022. All right. So let's get started by taking a look back at performance from yesterday. The NASDAQ finished up 3.19%. The S&P 500 finished up 2.99%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average finished up 2.81%. And lastly, the Russell 2000 ended the day up 2.68%. In terms of sector performance, the best performing sectors yesterday were energy and communication services. Energy finished up 4.12% followed by communication services, which ended the day up 3.68%. The worst performing sectors yesterday were real estate and consumer staples. Real estate finished up 1.09%, followed by consumer staples, which ended the day up 2.16%. The market finished significantly higher yesterday. As investors gained confidence after the Fed announced its widely expected interest rate hike, that the central bank will be able to slow inflation without causing a recession. But before we get into all the excitement that was yesterday, the day started with a slew of key economic data. Starting with the Institute of Supply Management's non-manufacturing index for April, which decreased to 57.1% from 58.3% in March. Now, the dividing line between expansion and contraction is 50%, So the April reading marks the 23rd straight month of growth for the services sector. However, the key takeaway from this report is that non-manufacturing business activity slowed in April, with many respondents citing pricing pressures, supply chain challenges, and labor supply shortages as barriers to faster development. In other data points, the trade deficit widened to a record $109.8 billion in March from $89.8 billion in February. Exports were $241.7 billion, $12.9 billion more than February exports, while imports were $351.5 billion, $32.9 billion more than February imports. Now, the key takeaway from this report is that it highlights the strong demand witnessed in the United States, as well as some apparent inventory filing. But it also shows that demand abroad is less robust, since more than half of the export rise was driven by energy supplies. Elsewhere, the ADP Employment Change Report estimated that 247,000 jobs were added to private sector payrolls in April, well below the 390,000 expected. The key takeaway from this report is that the labor market recovery showed signs of slowing. And while hiring demand remained strong, labor supply shortages caused job gains to soften overall. However, it's important to note that the full Labor Department payrolls report for April is due out Friday, so we'll get a much better view of the labor market following that release. Rounding out the data release yesterday, the final IHS Market Services PMI for April increased to 55.6 from 54.7 in the preliminary reading. And lastly, the weekly MBA Mortgage Applications Index increased 2.5%, following an 8.5% decline in the prior week. So a busy day in terms of economic data, but the big news yesterday was, of course, the conclusion of the Fed's two-day meeting. So let's get right into that. As expected, the Fed hiked its benchmark interest rate by half a percentage point, taking the most dramatic step yet in its fight against out-of-control inflation. In fact, the hike announced yesterday is the biggest hike since 2000 for the Fed, but the move was widely expected by investors and mostly priced into the market. 
Along with raising interest rates, the Fed also announced that it will begin decreasing asset holdings on its $9 trillion balance sheet. Now, as you're aware, the Fed has been buying bonds to keep interest rates low and money flowing through the economy during the pandemic, which for the most part worked. However, due to surging prices, a dramatic shift in monetary policy was needed. To that note, the Fed also announced that on June 1st, it would begin quantitative tightening or rolling assets off the central bank's balance sheet. So starting June 1st, the plan will see the roll-off of $30 billion in treasury securities and $17.5 billion in mortgage-backed securities. After three months, the treasury cap will rise to $60 billion and the mortgage cap will rise to $35 billion. So nothing shocking there, really, as those figures were mostly in line with discussions at the previous Fed meeting, as described in meeting minutes. Now, stocks rose following the announcement, while treasury yields backed off their earlier highs. But the real excitement came when Powell took the mic. He immediately ruled out a 75 basis point hike in future meetings, which was a strong statement because many analysts and market pundits believed a 75 basis point hike was a likely possibility for June's meeting. Furthermore, Powell repeatedly said inflation was much too high during his press conference and commented that additional 50 basis point hikes would be on the table at upcoming meetings. In closing, Powell said he believed the Fed could slow economic growth without causing a jump in unemployment citing the high number of job vacancies and strong household balance sheets. And it was that statement that Powell believed we have a good chance at a soft or softish landing, combined with his outright declaration that the Fed would not shock the market with any 75 basis point hikes that excited investors and caused the market to take off. And when I say the market took off following his comments, I mean it absolutely took flight. Powell started speaking around 2.30, and from that time through the close, The S&P gained 3.35%, the NASDAQ gained 4.23%, and the Dow Jones added 2.81%. During that same period, Treasury yields fell significantly. Prior to Powell speaking, the 10-year Treasury yield was sitting around 2.99%, and by the closing bell, the yield had fallen to around 2.91%. In addition, the two-year yield, which is more sensitive to changes in the Fed funds rate, dropped 13 basis points to 2.63%. By the end of the day, all 11 sectors finished higher, with 10 sectors advancing by more than 2%. While this was going on, the CBOE Volatility Index, also known as the VIX, fell 13.1% to 25.42. So a great day for the market yesterday. And now, the big question heading into today will be if the market will continue to rip based on the confidence and optimism produced yesterday, or if the fears, uncertainties, and doubts of the last four months will once again take hold. As always, time will tell, but it should be an interesting day nonetheless. Regardless of what happens, though, as always, I'll be sure to keep you updated. Moving on to headlines. The Education Department has canceled around $6.8 billion in student debt for more than 110,000 borrowers through the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Waiver. So the latest data from the U.S. Department of Education released yesterday revealed exactly how many borrowers had benefited from the policy changes announced by the Biden administration last year. As part of the initiative, hundreds of thousands more people could have their debts forgiven. And according to the Education Department, the average amount of debt reduction per borrower is close to $60,000. In addition, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau estimates that one quarter of American workers could be eligible. So be sure to look into that if you or any family members are being crushed with student debt. 
In other news stories, the first commercial brain-computer interface is entering human trials this week. Synchron Inc., which competes with Elon Musk's Neuralink, is developing a so-called brain-computer interface, which has enrolled the first patient in its U.S. clinical study, putting the company's implant on a route towards possible regulatory approval for widespread usage in patients with paralysis. The National Institute of Health will fund the early feasibility study, which will assess the safety of the gadget known as the Stentrode. It will also analyze how successful the Stentrode is at allowing patients to control digital gadgets without using their hands. The experiment is the first of its kind on brain-machine interfaces. And lastly, NASA scientists plan to launch pictures of naked humans into space in hopes of luring aliens to us. The depictions will also include an invitation to respond should an intelligent alien race find the space nudes. Now, the pictures aren't graphic photographs of naked humans, but a drawing of a naked man and a woman next to a depiction of DNA. In addition, the man and woman are waving in an attempt to look more inviting. NASA scientists revealed the image in a study that's part of a project called the Beacon in the Galaxy, or BITG. The main aim of the BITG project is to send a message to any alien civilizations that could be out there, which leaves me wondering what could possibly go wrong in that scenario. And we'll end today, as we always do, by taking a look back at some famous historic events from May 5th of the past. Starting today in 1862, when Mexico repelled the French forces of Napoleon III, a victory that became synonymous with Mexican independence and is now celebrated as a national holiday. Fast forward to 1891, Carnegie Hall officially opened in New York City under the name Music Hall. 30 years later, in 1921, the world's most famous perfume, Chanel No. 5, was officially introduced. Coco Chanel commissioned the world's top perfumer at the time, Ernest Beau, to make the most expensive perfume possible. Jasmine was, at the time, the most expensive perfume oil by far. Thus, the famous perfume relies heavily on that scent. In 1934, the first Three Stooges film was released. And lastly, in 1961, Alan Shepard became the first American in space after soaring 115 miles above the Earth in a spacecraft named Freedom 7. So with that, I hope everyone has a great day. I am Patrick Lathan, and this is the Marketing Minutes Podcast. Please note, the content of this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a recommendation of any specific investment product, strategy, or decision. It is not intended to suggest taking or refraining from any course of action. It is not intended to address the needs, circumstances, or investment objectives of any specific investor.